Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It was February and one of the worst winters in recent memory had left us frozen to the core. We decided to brave the snow and stuff our faces with brunch. So put on your fuzzy sweaters, those snow boots you never actually bought, and join us in this adventure into the psyche of two infinite children. We're just glad you're here to partake. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Adventures of Danny and Mike, the podcast. He's got the self-satisfied, <laughs> the self-satisfied smile of the secret farter, uh, of the surreptitious flatulence. This feels so good when it comes out. <laughs> Welcome to episode sixteen of the Adventures of Danny and Mike. It's gonna feel so good when this episode comes out. To my right, Mr. Danny Tamborelli, and to his right, Mr. Michael C. Morona, and I am producer Jeremy. What 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 were you guys talking about? How it feels to fart when uh, we talked when about poop it's silent and, and then the nobody knows episode i'm usually the culprit but in this case dan was uh, escalating the game shall we say you stepped up the game so oh, i had an spd and you thought it was mike's but it was mine super pretty so, diarrhea my bad no no silent but deadly oh, okay Dude, 110 million of your fellow Americans have SBDs. <laughs> <laughs> you write that sketch um send it to snl and i'll put it on they accept submissions. I don't know if you're aware of that, dude. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, we haven't seen each other in like t- three months. We've been. It's been great. Hooky. It's been. Fucking, it hasn't it been it's awesome? Been fucking awesome. Oh, uh, why did you say that, Mike? Don't you like doing this? Uh, sure. Oh. I got to do my taxes once a year. <laughs> <laughs> this is once a month. Well, twice a month. I've I been guess. deducting a lot of stuff from the podcast. <laughs> like what? Your uh, your your bottled water that you don't bring? Oh, you brought a Gatorade today. Studio. Oh time. yeah, you brought me a Gatorade, but I didn't get it yet. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. There's something that you brought that I didn't get yet. <laughs> <laughs> Hugs. A hug. Interesting. Yeah. Like a like a meaty hug. Yeah, meaty hug. Yeah. He'll yeah. get one. He'll get one. Soon. About that. Yes, it's been it's I been a long my, time. I hugged myself with two different types of meat today. Mm. What do you mean, two different kinds? Did I had chicken, chicken and I had and sausage? sausage gravy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was like sausage soup. We uh, our adventure was we we had some chicken and waffles. We went brunching. We, 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 went, we went brunching. brunching. A little Brooklyn brunch. Everybody except Jeremy had chicken and waffles. Well, is that yeah? That might be true. Yeah, Someone, anything with the word with, with with chicken in it, you're not going to eat it. So. Unless it's at, I'm sure it's Brooklyn, you could find some sort of vegan chicken and waffles. I think that does exist. Who cares? Hey, um, <laughs> fellas. Nobody. What about, what about that sausage soup? <laughs> what about that heart attack soup, y'all? Y'all should get down on that. Recently, I guess on the weekends, I've been eating a lot of brown and tan foods with resulting effects on the southern end. <laughs> what? 
you know, like you, you can't like get away from grits, soup fart jokes, gravy. They're like they're not, you know, deeply colored things. They're sort of blandish tan things. But so you're saying you have blandish tan movements. The Blandish Tan Movements, yes. That's that a was, new band name. No, no, no. That was, that was actually the turning point of the Korean oh, War, right. was the Blandish Tan Movements. <laughs> yeah. they, the U.S. decided to attack. The Allies attacked during a religious holiday. The Blandish... <clears throat> a little choked up off of that. That was emotional for me. Yeah, wow. Uh, I also it's the first time you've ever made Jeremy cry. I gave. <clears throat> I also gave my final recital to the Blandish Tan Concerto. <laughs> concerto. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I was so close. Right. We got what you. You'll, you'll get you picked there. it up. What you was going I'll get that. <laughs> so yeah, we're just easing back into it, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> with more poop jokes. Like a big guy into a jacuzzi. Just easing in. Just easing in. Not <laughs> invited. No, 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 no. The water is not going to overflow. I promise. Yeah, I can promise. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then it happens. Scaring away all the women. It's like a Paul Simon song. Slip sliding away. Is that Simon or is that Simon and Garfunkel? That's Sim- Simone. Simone that's actually, and Garfunkel. Yeah, it's actually his French uh, analog. Mm-hmm. No. I, no, stop. I know right. what I know, though. Sorry, I'll stop jumping in. <laughs> God. Jump in at any time. Especially if you have something to add about the yeah, just don't do a cannonball, okay? The the tan, Mike. What you were really mean to me at brunch today? Why? Because I haven't seen you in three months, and and you're sitting on a bench waiting. You're ten. We're early. I'm ten minutes late, right? As always, I'm so late. I was so on time. Already, so I was on time. You were on what time. You're My and fault. I was though, late. This time. So if you played for Tom Coughlin, uh, what situation would you be in? For, oh, I'd be, for I'd be in deep, I'd be in deep Waterboy shit because, be because when he tells you what time to be there, uh-huh. if you're not there five minutes earlier than uh-huh. that, uh-huh. you're fine. So every five minutes, where, the shade of his face gets pinker. Where, yeah. <laughs> where should you find yourself on the lunch, on the brunch depth chart come, um, come Sunday? On the uh, inactive list. Right. You should not actually should even not, be I dressing. Should not really you should not brush. be suited up. Well, stop. I'm, no, no, no. You're putting this on me now. I'm just trying to tell you that you hurt my feelings today. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to distract you. In three months. And? And the first thing you say to me is, hey, man, I met some fucking guy that <laughs> is really annoying last week. And guess what? His name is Dan. He kind of reminds me of you. You know why? Because... You, He's fat oh, and stop. stupid. You're so annoying. Because he's fat and stupid. We always got to harp on the mean stuff. Well, I said hello to you before yeah, that. And I said, how are you? It wasn't a very nice hello. No, I did. I was, how like, how was, I was like, how was California? Remember I asked you about okay, that stuff? Okay, the very okay. first thing was I only made four reservations. Yeah. <laughs> reservations. <laughs> reservations. Reservations only for four. 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 Yeah. Jeremy, yeah. you're part of this podcast, but I didn't think you were going yeah. to be on the adventure. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, that was the least surprising thing of the day so far. Kind of the whole adventure was sort of dropped upon us. Like a fully, well, like sure. a fully formed Ark of the Covenant. Well, in, uh, we're Raiders all busy, we're all busy people, doing you know? stuff. I was in California. California! Whoa, bro. Totally cool. Now I'm back in... <laughs> snowy New York City. It's great. It's wonderful. But we couldn't you, we couldn't make everything happen. We and do. our guest Ramon was leaving in a couple days. Is leaving in a couple days. Gotta do what you gotta do. This was the only time we could make it happen. It was this Sunday. For the listener, Ramon will be gone by the time you hear this. Yes, he will <laughs> he may he will have left. He'll be at the knit. No, he'll be in Chicago. Chi Town. <laughs> There's a knit there. <laughs> I think there is a knit there. No, that's that's not Spokane, Washington, bro. That's where it is. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm well, 
glad to see you guys. I haven't seen you in so long, and I feel like, you know, if you got if you're really like butthurt about him hurting your feelings, maybe you should do role reversal, do a little therapy. Yeah, why don't you call me fat and dumb for a while? But you're not fat and dumb. No, but you so have it to, doesn't you have work, to be does it? Mike, and he has to be <laughs> Danny. That's how that's how this therapy works. Oh, okay, okay. So go ahead, uh, Danny. Would you uh, would you like have something you'd like to say to Mike? Sure, sure. Hey, Mike, smoke some of my weed. Oops, there's none left. Sorry, gonna just go home. And and uh, uh, Mike, wh- wh- how would you respond to that? Well, I'm sorry that that happened, but I'm sure there was a good reason behind it. Ah, this Mike's a good guy. I'll keep him around. <laughs> <laughs> he seems really he seems really he gets me he really understands me yeah you know i uh you're despite what a shitty friend i am he's still he's still there for me i, like I know this but you know look this th- i know that danny has some problems i understand that i know that well this got, mike gets me going, he's got empathy and this is you're, the part you're where going uh, through some stuff and i i understand that but you know what i just want you to know Bam! Bam! And reversal! And reversal! Uh-oh. And Jeremy walks in. Uh, uh, hey guys, I just ready for brunch. I just wanted. Um, I just wanted you, you to know that uh, you're still kind of that same fat, dumb, ugly guy I always thought you were. But, but. I, lo- I love you. Oh, guys, we man, did it. that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. If we could clap on air, we would. But Shit! Let's screw oh, up the I, podcast. Uh, I get the biggest headache. What just happened? I'm not sure. I think we're on that show, Improv for Humans. What show? No, it was Freaky Friday. It was Sunday. Uh, I think I think that was great though. I think you guys mended a I lot. Think of, I think I think I feel a lot better. I do feel a lot better now. Actually, it's that was because weird. you just had another SBD. Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't have an SBD at all. What this? I'm one? just saying that this like, one you can't smell either. Feeling like you, you know, I it's felt, just a BD. I felt thinner. I felt like I could maybe go play soccer. You felt clean shaven. I felt clean shaven. You had like one chin. You're not gonna yeah. go play soccer. Well, snow soccer is snow soccer is great. Yeah, yeah. Super fun. a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Boozy snow soccer. Boozy. I've oh, not BSS. Had a sip of alcohol yeah. Are you today. a BSS guy too? He is big time. He's in the BSS league. Oh, the BSSL. You look like a BSS guy myself. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. How I feel about all this collusion between the two of you. Oh, I already talked about how to go out and play snow football. We would put plastic bags in our socks inside our sneakers. So, so yeah. nothing to. I add. feel like. That is a wife's tale, and when you do that, your feet can't sweat, right? No, it works. Oh, it does? You don't care about your feet sweating. You just care about not getting not freezing getting snow in it. Then yeah. in the end, your feet, your feet do get wet with sweat. Yeah, your feet rot but off. I guess it, and actually know. what happens is your feet rot off because <laughs> your feet can't breathe. My mother was always baking up two new sets of feet whenever my brother and I were <laughs> I want whole wheat this time. Yeah. Whole wheat feet. Buckwheet. I had buckwheat feet. Mm. Oh, Poppy well, seed meat. And if there's anything that we can take out of this that, that can make us happy is that I think winter will be over in about three weeks. But I've been saying that for three weeks, so. For the listener, Jeremy's nose is growing as he mm, says this. not my nose, son. Uh, um, oh, that's <coughs> disgusting is what that is, and you should get that looked at by the doctor. It's, okay. it's leaking. What? There's something on his neck and it's starting to stain. I can't remember when it broke last year, but I feel like we're getting closer. I mean, it is snowing currently as I the say fever, this. The fever never outside. broke. The fever never broke. Yeah. The fever for the flavor. Somebody said you had it going on. Yeah. Wow. Guys. I mean, yeah, we grew up in a very specific slice of '90s rap and late '80s rap. I mean, some of them had some explicit language. Some of them didn't. I mean, if you put, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with the cocoa up against. I don't know anything from Rakim, Cream, and Eric B. I, I don't know how. 
Maybe I'm old. Men this is my maybe little, I'm old segment. Cool G rap and DJ Polo. You are old. Well, you men are too, though, man. What? Ab- my point is that what about it. I think I think lyrically, I think as a piece as a whole, I don't th- I don't think I think it's it's we're we're in a worse place now than we were there twenty years twenty five years ago. Well, when hip-hop. little kids don't know who Wu Tang is, this they're is listening corner? to 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 rap music. Well, I mean, clearly hip-hop. something's wrong. A, no, no, so clearly a, something a, wrong a, is in the state of affairs because Wu Tang is for the children. So if there's mm. children out there that don't <laughs> know that, it's kind of like it's like if you had a benefit that you didn't know that you were eligible for. And then you didn't, it's like people, it's like unclaimed money in the state office of money claiming. Right. Cool. What? Yeah, that sounds sounds accurate. The comptroller is trying to comptroll you. He's trying to make you into a little puppet. He's the puppet master. I'm not not really good with politics. This must be a Brooklyn thing. Yeah, I'm not. He's comptrolling you with through your money. Oh, oh, and I still don't get it. Let's just move on. That's because you're a comptroll. I think we can all agree you. that old you. school hip hop is better than what, anything that's coming out right now. Really, I am in love with the cocoa though. Really, like, hot chocolate. Mm. Um, I feel like I feel like everything in that in a lot of genres is subjective. So the fact that people have been alive for the entire lifespan of an art form is a very special time. Like imagine being around when I try to use this example all the time, but like I try being around when ballet was invented. Do you think think it was like the best ballet that ever existed was at first or there was a golden age of ballet and now we're on the backside of it? Right. No, hip-hop has been around just like one human lifetime and there are people alive who have seen all of hip-hop. Not all of it in every place, but the the whole lifetime of it, which is awesome. Grandmaster Cass, he's still alive, isn't he? A number of people. Can you put your... um, Self in the audience for the very first ballet hey, show where you, ever. Hey, where are you from? Hey, Brooklyn. Yeah, they do ballet there. What's it like? I just yeah. People twirl around a lot. Yeah, people spin around of, and there's, there's a like a taxi going by and they give them a, they give them like an artisanal Go, pickle or something. What's it like over there? Someone yells, "Hey, I'm walking here." Yeah. Anyway, here's the show. Check out the ballet. <laughs> Watch out the spinner. Yeah. Check out the ballet. Keep keep your keep your Watch head down. Watch me twirl. Watch me spin. You keep your head down when the guy spins around. I'm pretty sure that was exactly how it went. The first ballet in Brooklyn. Is that what you were asking? A lullaby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically. No, I didn't even say Brooklyn. I just said in general. No, I'm saying like things are things are all art forms are subjective. We're lucky enough that we could look at the Van Gogh now and say, "Hey, that's awesome. That's, really that's right. awesome now. It was awesome then. If it had been if it had been around 200 years before, it would have broke everybody's brains. Right. But we can still appreciate it for what it is right now, as opposed to you look at like Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible was ill at the time. Mission Impossible was ill at the time. We look at it now, it's like, oh, it's kind of, I don't know if it really holds yeah. up. I don't know if it really holds up. Cabbage Patch Kid movie, same, the, same deal. There's certain I'm not as nearly well. as cool watching it as an adult. And, if, and again, I'll say this, and I've said it too many times, nobody ever died on the A-team. All those bullets fired, like oh, thousands yeah. of rounds, yeah. thousands of rounds expended, and nobody, I, I saw like five bl- drops of blood in all of the A-team, and they were all from knife wounds. It's funny you say that, because now we work on, sh- well, I don't know, elementary, specifically the TV show that I work on sometimes, they have, like, severed heads and severed bodies and, like... Guns. Guns and blood, you know what I mean? Flamethrowers. probably, too. Guns, it's a, baby. It's a bit of a... Uh, guns, baby. Yeah. It's all about the guns, Benjamin. What do you mean? Like, it's... 
Are you saying it's like you're lowering the threshold of violence? I didn't see what you were getting at there. I think just it's just a big it's a big uh, change it's from a when jump. I yeah yeah it's a it's a it, and I guess that just means that us as viewers are watching more violent things. We've been inured, yeah, to to more violence. It's yeah. true. I blame it on the video game kids. When you think about it, those that video game commercial when uh, uh, when they had the Lou Reed song. Yeah, recently. And, and everyone's just shooting everybody and smiling and nobody's getting killed. Which one? Waiting for the man? No, it's a perfect day. Oh. It's yeah, yeah, I know, I know a that. perfect day. Yeah, I know the song. I feel like Rambo was the first. Oh, I remember man. that Rambo, there was a Rambo big discussion. It yeah, was like, not a good video game, though. Did you ever play that video no, game? I played Contra. No, Contra's the Contra best. Was, well, no, Contra's, was, Contra's dope. But yeah. Rambo was this sort of like hybrid video game where you had it it was weird you had to like it was a different format you had to like equip things and do things it was sort of like a puzzle stage type of game it it wasn't yeah it wasn't just a side scrolling you know knife them up one year i got paperboy for for christmas on nintendo (laughs) (laughs) it just shows you where why i'm who i am today you saved up for the handlebars controller Did they have one of those oh yeah they sold sold it at toys r us i did get the game genie one year they do not have that that's not real. You got the game genie, so we get an automatic subscription. That's what happens in, in uh, Paperboy, the game genie. But what were you saying about Rambo? Was it was the well uh, that uh, that might have been the, the one of the the most dead body yeah. pileups in the most all deaths movies, in, in yeah. movie up until that point. I I'm gotta sure. say, I've Pulp only seen it. I've only seen it on Channel Nine, so, <laughs> so it's all edited. But it was dope. <laughs> you didn't realize that Dennehy is in it, and it's like, oh yeah, he's he should have played Rob Ford. These are my these are my obsessions. For Al Pacino to play Andrew Cuomo and for Brian Dennehy to play Rob Ford, the mayor of Toronto, the former mayor of Toronto. <laughs> just they to all play these... together in an apartment in San Francisco? No, no, just to like, oh, that'd be cool too. Like Perfect the ex, strangers. yeah, the ex presidents. But no, no, Holiday. for them to play these like sort of broken, crumbled men looking back at their like reca- yeah. re- narrating and recounting their rise and fall. I don't, I mean. Copyright. Chris Christie's in there too. 2015. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. who's going to play him? Good question. Mm. Don't you John look Goodman. At me. Okay, good. I thought you were making a fat joke. John Goodman. That's below him. That's well. Below <laughs> I would never. I'd never play Chris Christie. For the listener, as I said, John Goodman. Jeremy pointed at Danny <laughs> behind never. his back. <laughs> it happened. Do that. It would be a sack day rate. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I get you under five. Oh, man. Standard side contract. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Side biscuit, standard side, side biscuits. biscuits. <laughs> so, how'd you get Sam Barley to work for this job? Ah, I really took not much, just biscuits. <laughs> what do you mean? We're paying him in biscuits. <laughs> those those biscuits at that brunch. I place think he thinks cool. it's slang for money, but he hasn't really said the word money. Think, so we're just gonna keep with the biscuits. I think he's biscuits. a method. I think he's a method guy. He refuses to take off the little Jimmy hat. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> is it a uh, not, little, not no, a condom? Okay, the no, Jimmy no. hat was a little peaty hat. Is really what you're making a joke about, correct? What was the name of your character in, in, the, in the Grand Theft Auto games? Uh, yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy DeSanta. I'm sorry, the Grand Theft Auto game that I've never played because oh. I never got a free copy of it. Well, you wait. You have PS3, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm um, I'm behind the times. Okay. Well, here we go. I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna give that to you. 
You give me a used copy. After you've already promised it to me. Just FYI. No, 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 no. This is the no, same no. thing we're a, coming is, rounding back this to. This is a... No, no. I'm going to take it from... Uh, I'm going to get it back from my father. Okay, if you want to get it back... And I'll give hey, it to Jeremy, you. Hey, Jeremy, have you... He doesn't have, have a PS3. Hey, no, no. I'm saying PS3 for PS4. Because PS3 I got and I gave to my dad. Jeremy. PS4... Is up for grabs. Hey Jeremy, That's, have you wait, ever wait, wait, watched wait. an episode of Pete and Pete? Just a question. Have, have you PSG? ever watched an episode of Pete and Pete? I have, but you're getting the PS3 version. And, but here's the thing: the PS4 version has been sitting there for two months after you've got it. Yeah, well, you we had a lot of stuff to do. We had we He's had increasing it in we value. Had, we had man boobs related stuff to get done. We had stuff in California to do, and I didn't want you dicking around playing the GTA on PS4, wasting your time. Well, first of all, you don't get to. Uh, you don't get to manage you my time. You see this stuff? You see this stuff? I use this stuff. Oh, don't can, use this stuff. I can totally manage your time when it comes to a video game that I may I or may not give you. I have other ones sitting right over here. There. Well, that's fine. Then I'm not... That's your own fault, then. So oh, I'm, not, I'm not aiding in your... Call in that your... my depression box. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my only friend for, well, for hours Ladies and gentlemen, day. now it's we a, know how Jeremy feels today. It's a therapy box. <laughs> it's a therapy if box. You, Any you lucky know, ladies out there... Just go on the New York area. Please go on Danny and Mike. Become my friend. And send and emails to Jeremy Bayless. Lonely bastard Lonely. At, at Danny and Mike. Do you like, do you like to play video games or do you not care if your man plays video games? Yeah, I don't. Contact us. Brent, our buddy Brendan, he is the video game dude. He's it's the Jeremy one Dolo at DannyandMike.com. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> Uh yeah, I gotta say I think I played more video games than anybody in the podcast. I would agree with that. I mean, it depends on. Although I've been playing the crap out of soccer on my iPad that doesn't and count. Wolfenstein That's, 3D. Nope. nope. Wait, Why killing Krauts. Killing Krauts is extra credit. Dude, I, but does I, it count on a phone or a tablet? No, yeah, no, it's not. No, no, no. We're talking Nintendo. We're talking like that's a gaming machine. Okay, we're talking Atari is a gaming machine. Dedicated console. The old Atari. Now it's just a. Oh man! Reference. We were at, when we were in LA. We, I went to Meltdown Comics, and they had a whole section of like old school games, and they have these consoles now that it's like for thirty bucks you can get the Nintendo console, so you can play all your old school Nintendo games. Or they have now. What do you, what do you mean for like, thirty bucks? Well, it's, it's like, like an all-in-one like system. Yeah, it's you like can play Sega, you can play for fifty bucks. You can play Sega and Nintendo. One, I've seen like, the ones. I've seen the ones that are just a joystick that plugs into the this television. Was, oh, this see, was like a cool controller, too. but it's not the Nintendo controller. That's what you want. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't that, yeah, which wasn't. was the bad, bad it part wasn't of the whole that. thing. Anyways, there's emulators, and then there's the real thing. Yeah, I know. You know what I did get into was. Um, Oh, uh, what is the like now? Of course, now I can't think. Oh, of Diet it. Coke. It's a lot better than no, the Latin. <laughs> I got into the Last of Us. Fucking remastered. brands we hate. Coca Cola. Play... Suck it. Wow. Yeah, oh, finally, I was go. wondering. Mm, I was wondering mm, if we were gonna mm, get into snatching, some brand hate. Snatching the initiative from yeah. you like a like a penny candy. Last of Us. Did you play that on PS3? No, I haven't no, played that. Good. Let's make this a games podcast. This is kind of fun. No, that was a that was well promoted. Everybody else does that. What? I've played games. Games have been played. Maybe that's our bi-monthly. We have a game podcast. No, I'm not a player. I just game a lot. I know. <laughs> I know. Thanks, Twin. <laughs> uh, yeah, for the, brunch. for the PS3, I have not played this calendar year, so. Oh, really? That's good. Yeah, but that That I'm means still, you've been productive. <laughs> you'd like to think so, but it's, <laughs> it still puts How's me, your kombucha? <laughs> it's not his. It All still right. puts me at 29 consecutive years of gaming, I think. Yeah, that's every a year. Lot. That, that's good, though. That's more than me, because I'm think. only 33. 
I think it puts me at 20. I started out on the Tandy. That's when we would do Wolfenstein and Bird versus Jordan. Jordan versus tandy, Bird. On the, on the Tandy. You had to fly the floppy oh, disks. I, didn't, the floppy disk I did not count my t- my Texas Instruments. I think you have. I, did well, I, didn't think, I didn't count my 286 either. My Texas Instruments well, the, no. 99-4A with the cartridges <laughs> and, and cassette tape programs. That's, that's, that's old. Wow. I'm an old man, ladies. (laughs) Check me out. His email is (laughs) Michael C. at AOL. Morona's Morona's Meat Shack at at AOL.com. God, will somebody just register that already? Yeah, Morona's Meat Shack. It's got to be the best... And just have Website a, name. a still a full page video of just swinging meat and just Mike's <laughs> smiling in the foreground. By the time they found Carbone, he was <laughs> frozen so solid. It took him three yeah. days to thaw him out for the autopsy. You could, yeah, you could just have that music repeat in the background. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, uh, we've covered video games. We've covered waffles and, and chicken. We've covered biscuits and sausage gravy. We've yeah. covered gravy soup. our um, sausage soup is what it was. You oaf podcast performance. Although we yeah. haven't really explained it as yeah. much as glossed over it like a tin ceiling. Well, when you do a bunch of those shows in a row and then we had them all stacked together. Like pancakes that Jeremy didn't finish at brunch. <clears throat> Thank you. And we, could, we could dish them out. Like maraschino cherries from Red Hook. Uh, And then January happened, and we all know how that podcast last year went. January January. is a month of death, as I said. Yeah, it is. It really is. And February was not so bad. Everybody got a little busy. I'm going to put that on a sampler. But now... Remix that. Today is March 1st. That's unbelievable, kind of. So So rabbit, rabbit. We're getting... Yeah, it's March 1st, and it's snowing in Brooklyn. It's going to be over soon, everybody. Just hold tight. Stand the, your ground. For the listener, Jeremy is packing a go bag and booking an <laughs> an online flight. Oh, to Costa Rica? Pura Vida, man. Pura Vida. And warmth, and it took me to... Pura Vida. The Costa. Well, gentlemen... Um, Costa Cabana, where Jeremy Balon's cabana. I guess you could say that Ween is also musical imitators the way I convicted Billy Joel of being a musical imitator. Oh, man. Uh-huh. The, good, go. the good genre. The good genre. Didn't we edit that out of the podcast? Do you want to talk Dabblers. about that? <laughs> it's our failed uh, Too too late. segment portion. <laughs> too late. Yeah. I think uh, the segments in general just, yeah. it's good. Just We just sit down and bullshit. You guys, if you guys want to uh, ask us questions, go for it. Send us a yeah. message. Send us Danny and Mike. Send us at, ween covers. Ween cover Danny ideas, Mike. and maybe we'll, if you send we'll us a ween cover. We'll, we'll put that in the podcast. We appreciate that? Brent Griffiths for sending in funny. the Batman illustrated oh, punching nice. photo. Yes, I'm glad that you said that. Thank you for responding to the sound of my voice. I the memes. Hope I can condition my cat to do the same thing. Yeah, there's a crazy meme maker hanging out. Hanging like out. Those memes. Um, Big ups to Jesse. Jesse Spano. <laughs> what was, what was, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so scared. What are you guys doing? Uh, see, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's so, here we go. There's there's classic, our generation gap. Classic between, mirth making. Actually, I'm not, so old, I'm so old I remember Miss Bliss, okay? <laughs> I'm old school on your... I'm, I'm, and when he went to college with Stacey Carosi. I'm all over it. <laughs> I got the Alpha and the Omega uh, of Bayside. Alpha and Omega, kingdom come. Screechnovich, just win the game. Just vien the, the game. They're in the thorn trees. 
The virgins are all trimming their wisps. <laughs> Did we talk about the fact that we went to a Pearl Jam? That's my Johnny Cash. Come on, guys. We no? went to a Pearl okay. Jam concert for my birthday in August, and there was a guy yeah, thank God. who thought that uh, Johnny no, Cash... No, um, it wasn't a Pearl Jam oh, concert. Not, it was, it nine was nine a Nine Inch Nails, yeah, nails yeah. and Soundgarden, Soundgarden concert. Let's get it right. <laughs> Michael Morona and Danny Tamborelli podcast produced by Marianne Ways and Jeremy Mail. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that means you have to go. Well, st- stick around. Um, Ramon, Ramon Rivas, Rivas is, is here. He's going to talk to us, I hopefully. And uh, If he still likes us because we made him wait outside for brunch for an hour and a half. For the listener... He's going to talk to us. Okay. We'll see. We'll see Spoiler alert, Mike. We'll be right back. So full disclosure, we've had um, th- two months off. Because of the winners, we haven't been podcasting for two months. We've hibernated for yeah two months. Oh, and hibernating, and we just had two entrees each. Back with a vengeance. That's right. Hibernation ends when you decide to have two breakfasts. Yeah. Hibernation plus chicken and waffles, minus the chicken for me, equals a slow start to a podcast. Are you a vegan? No, I'm just a vegetarian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. That that sultry voice from the other side of the couch, Ramon Rivas, our guest Hi. This, this afternoon for this year podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, my name is Ramon. I'm a stand-up comedian, and I'm swarthy. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's a thing. I am. He fits the description. Yeah, I fit very many descriptions. We, uh, <laughs> wait, Mike thought he was your description earlier. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He went to. He checked in at the at the brunch spot. Checked in as Ramon. I don't know why you did that, but you did it. To add a sense of urgency to the whole mission, which backfired in a big way. Horribly. Hey, good things come to those who wait. And we experienced a true New York City, Brooklyn... Where's my cigar commercial? (laughs) Mr. Punch? Where's my cigar commercial? Don't worry about that. We're recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, we do. We, we don't like to tell the our guests. Oh, it's very casual. Very cash. Super cash, yeah. So yeah, we had we our adventure this 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 month uh, was a very full stomach full of chicken and waffles. Why am I getting? Why hit? is Danny hitting? I mean, but what's I'm his getting name? hit Mike. in the head by Michael Morona. C Morona. What are you doing? He's just. <laughs> I'm fucking up. With, you're fucking I'm with fucking my up man your samurai, I'm fucking up your samurai. Uh, just do. let me do my thing. You know. Yeah, we went to uh, went to Pies and Thighs because the plan was to get brunch before the podcast. And uh, Morona suggested pies and thighs. Yeah, Morona fully suggested pies and thighs. Now, I had it before, and I had other people wanting to go there this trip. But I uh, I feel like it's really it's solid chicken, but it's more like hippie, like hipstery chicken. Like, there's no bulletproof glass in the in the in the establishment, <laughs> which, which really like brings the chicken. It takes the chicken. Like you don't you're not protecting your investment like at all. Uh, so that was, that was all right. Uh, I also buy my wine from a non-bulletproof glass mm, vendor. So maybe I'm just, I'm not conditioned. Yeah, man. You ain't meant for these streets. But he's the only one here from Brooklyn. He is the only one here from Brooklyn. And, uh, we got there, waited outside for like an hour and a half. In the snow. We watched about half an inch of snowfall. Yeah. On our persons. Mm -hmm. Informer. You know, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at that teamwork, crushing, crushing it. Yeah, 
I um, mean, I think we can all agree that that was the peak of everybody's musical abilities. Yeah. 12 was, Inches of Snow? No, The Informer. That was the album. That was the that album was the 12 Inches of Snow? The reference oh, see? he was making. Was, I didn't get as far as the record. I just mm. got the song, and that was it. Damn. You look to me like the type of guy who bought the CD Maxi single. Of you look things. like the type of guy who still has, uh, who still follows Snow on tour. <laughs> <laughs> that is you, right? It is me. I'm the only, the only one. Those shows are so lonely these days. Yeah, it's mostly just me going and smoking weed with him in the living room. That's pretty much That's it. cool. He still has those glasses. Yeah. Same ones. He's a New York guy? Snow, the informer? I don't know. He sounded like he was from Jamaica, but I'm not he sure. He wore a Giants hat or something, though. That could have just been fashion. That's true. It's one of those cool old starter ones. Like, that had mm-hmm. the, yeah. Not a big Chicago Bears fan, but I would rock that hat, mm. that old school version of it. As I admitted, um, Grandpa bought me a Chicago Blackhawks starter jacket when I was 13. Wow, that's a strong admittal. I can't. I came clean on this one before. I've already admitted this, so it, it gets easier each time. Okay. Yeah. So you're. Are you? What's your fan? What's your? Where's your fan? Because you like soccer, right? If yeah. Mistaken, more than anything else. I would say currently. Okay. When did that? Did that take the place of something else? Like, were you a different sport first? I feel like I've just added another arrow to my quiver, as opposed to knocking any arrows out of uh, my quiver. Okay. I got you. But also, I used to go to more sports games, I think, than I do. I haven't been to the new Giants air conditioner stadium since they moved out of their old one. Oh, man. Which is about four, three, four years ago. Mm, Yeah, it was after they won the Super Bowl. Do you feel less engaged when you don't go to sporting events? I can enjoy almost all of them except the weather on on television. So it's it's not really the same, but... I think you can eventually attenuate your emotional response the less you're at the live event. Okay. Don't That's you a, feel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like like I like sports. Like I'm really into like Cleveland sports because I'm from Cleveland. But uh, I don't. Um, I I'm definitely lapsed in my viewership of it. But then when I got back into video games and sports video games, I got more into the sports again. Uh-huh. Because you can see yeah, how they, feeding, they track it's alongside. It's yeah, yeah, itself. yeah. And you could kind of just get invested in people a little more and, and just follow it. Like, you know, the Indians for a number of years were just really anonymous batch of players that you wouldn't know unless, you know, playing the game and taking them through the farm system kind of get, get a little more into it. That's why I like to play fantasy football. No, no, there's too much. There's yeah, but now I, I like to find out more about other players and mm, I'm not just a, a narcissistic Giants fan. I'm yeah. really, I'm really about playing equipment manager right now. <laughs> That's my biggest it's fantasy like, equipment. I'm, I've yeah. got, <laughs> I've got Drew Brees' jockstrap. And I know actually, I have the, I have the grass from Wrigley Field going up against the turf from the link <laughs> this week. It's Damn. a matchup. It's and I have, I'm starting two groundsmen, so. Yeah. It should be good. Fingers crossed. Hopefully they're veteran groundsmen. <laughs> Equipment manager <laughs> oh. for all the systems coming out this winter. So you grew up a Browns fan? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Would, uh, it, would it be accurate to say you were found in the dog pound? I was found in the dog pound. Like, yeah. I mean, there's a Cleveland's a really weird city. Like, it's very rabid sports fandom. Like, the Browns have, like, even though they're one of the worst teams, like, since they came back into the league... They had, they have, they've done studies where we have the biggest 
fan base of all really? spo- of all sports really? like just browns backers clubs all over the world it's so weird like i feel like cleveland as a city is everyone knows it as a point of reference whether it's for sports misery or for the river catching on fire for whatever <laughs> for lebron leaving for right. any number of things but it's a point of reference still like everyone knows it, it not, it's not, drew carey it's not that hard for people to be acquainted with the color brown though you know what i yeah. mean like if the miami dolphins like that's very specific not everybody has seen a dolphin but almost everybody has seen the color brown mm-hmm. and knows what it is when they see it that's very true as opposed to like a Bengal or a bear cat Easy. or a dolphin. Yeah. But giants don't exist. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? We went to the the motor museum. The guy who oh, that's right. The guy who whom you put Spud Webb inside this yeah. guy's rib cage. It was oh, Muggsy yeah. Bogues. It was Muggsy oh, Bogues. Yeah. It was not Spud the the real Muggsy Bogues. Yes, He's just yeah. picking up some extra scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the, in this dude's I'm torso. It does weekends. Weekends at the museum. I'm subletting this dude's rib cage. Giantism is real. Check it out. I wonder right. if it's well, run controlled. But not everybody's seen that. It's a lot of people like the Giants. That's what I was getting at. But yeah, just Cleveland in general. Like I feel like the people there just they support the sports teams no matter how shitty they are. So I've been trying to like since I've been doing comedy, I've been trying to like get that same fervor behind like performance arts. It's it's challenging, but it's been like the last five years. It's definitely like progressed towards that end you're establishing the cleveland brand yeah like it's to it's to a point where like i've had some dudes who are like dads basically like take me to dinner and they're like we view comedy as a civic engagement the same way like the cleveland orchestra or like playhouse square which is where like all the you know theater stuff happens we view it as a civic engagement like those two things how can we help more people feel like that so it's cool that it's gotten to a point where people, people are, are talking about we're talking about it yeah. and most everyone's heard like i hear there's like a comedy scene like there's there's something like i hear you gotta go see comedy so it's it's definitely been a slow build but now it's definitely like when i put something out i notice that it's picked up coverage wise like i don't have to bother people to run things and cover things like now there's actually a little more of a someone people noticing how uh, many free papers are there in cleveland there's one that's uh, very easy then, you know, you know to tell them. Yeah, yeah, you just tell them. There's a couple other like bullshit ones, but um that's, you've, been I mean, print, you've been printing your own newspaper again? Oh what no. What the fuck I did I tell you? What did I tell you about that? Yeah, I have my own zine. What was it called? It was called Gazellarelli. It was about, you know, runners. Him taking mm. leaps. My leap through life. Yeah. yeah. My oh. leap. <laughs> My leap through life. It was actually how he's a sneakerhead and he collects Adidas. Yeah. Gazella, Gazella Relic. I also try to sell my uh, cell phones on that. Mm. Gazelle. <laughs> That's too much. All right. Well, too much. I just had to say it. You got it out of the way. It's out. Well, as a lifelong Bengals fan, I can say that, uh, you know, it's funny because they make a big thing about the Battle of Ohio and people those like butting heads but i've always said that pittsburgh's our bigger, bigger rival bigger rival yeah, yeah i mean probably you guys too right mm-hmm. yeah fuck yeah. pittsburgh i'm so sorry pittsburgh but yeah we just team. lost pittsburgh I fucking hate your yeah team. we just they just fell off the map uh, boy. but yeah i don't it's weird to like see the city like they go into like a fervor for 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 sports and like uh just uh, like an example like when uh recently in cleveland they uh a police officer shot the unarmed black teen uh, Tamir Rice, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like 
some people are like we need to hold some people accountable somehow and never, most most people in the general public in cleveland like, just like didn't care just ignored it mm-hmm. but at the same time like the browns were like starting to lose games and people were like we need to figure something out we need to do something and like they changed quarterbacks and they fired this guy and that guy and it's just like how can you want accountability like in this building and have all this passion for this game but like nothing outside of that when, for when one of your fellow citizens is murdered yeah. yeah and it's just it's frustrating things like that where it's just like it's the emotion is there it's just figuring out how to like apply it mm-hmm. properly i think as sports is a good i mean how else can cleveland feel equal with new york city we we have more people than them more you have in, more people more industry yeah more industry. we probably have less el caminos but everything else you we have, more. Uh, the the one thing i will say is there's less uh cleveland has a better overall quality of life i would say oh uh, that's it for the danny and mike podcast thank you very much our guest has been raising ramon no i mean i mean that in the sense that like obviously in new york if you have a certain amount of money or affluence you can do what you want do whatever the fuck you want but for like the average person you're working just to make the money to stay in new york and that's kind of it that's the cycle you're in Mm -hmm. and then in cleveland like i you know, I lived in a two-bedroom... Uh, yeah, you're a rich, good-looking guy in Cleveland. Well, yeah, kind of. I had a two-bedroom <laughs> apartment with a basement and a washer and dryer, and it was five fifty a month, and no, my half of rent was two seventy-five. So no it's doubt. just like right, right. it's str- you stretch a little farther, you can. That you hurts can, my brain. So yeah, yeah, much. yeah. And it's just like the, oh, no, get this: the electric, the electric company, they pay you. Yeah, to take their electricity. <laughs> <laughs> they produce so much of it. Um, but you know, overall, like yeah, we don't have industry, we don't have thing, but we do have shows where people come out. We do have two comedy clothes. like we. We have you're generating other things. We have a lot of the same things. New York has just not on the scale. Annoying white people with Annoying, glasses and, oh, so and many. sweaters. Yeah, they're there. God. You know, they're gentrifying. They're opening cupcake shops and fucking. You know, he's wearing a sweater. For the listener, he's wearing a sweater. Yeah. For the listener, he just literally described not, himself. He yeah. looked in the mirror and <laughs> just, just rattled off what he was TV. wearing. What do you? I'm never gonna open up a cupcake shop. It's that, that never be me because yeah. I'm leaving the past. No, man. You can't. You there can't. has to be another level for the cupcake shop. Like there has to be some other hipster thing that like. Oh, that it'll. It's kombucha shops and C- you know like uh, yeah. you know. Let's score another cup, one for Mike. Cup, cupcake. Uh, <laughs> he just went cupcake to cupcake decorating. He's like, ooh, I gotta go get cup, some kombucha. cupcake decorating classes. Yeah, that's that's the only way that you meet people in romantic comedies, right? <laughs> food, food prep <laughs> classes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I took it's I took a class. I took a class that says that I'm it's lonely, but I'm also upscale enough to pepper. afford this romantic <laughs> adventure. <laughs> I'm yeah. up for anything. It's like I took a sushi rolling class because I want to meet somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when little did you know, all you needed to do was take a blunt rolling class. Dun 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 dun. So anyway, yeah, cupcakes, man. I don't know. It's, uh, it's a crazy thing. Is that a, was that a scene from a rom com? Did we? Just I don't know what that was. <laughs> I feel like good. I feel like if we were, uh, right. I, I feel like we were supposed to like be teaching like a middle school class, like about how music can shape your soul. Here's about how you talk to girls. You go to a class about the world, and 
No. I was, you, we're going to we add that, okay. <laughs> that verse was, over top of it. I really yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Snip it in. I was enjoying what you were doing and wanted to see what you had next. That's why I was looking at you. I didn't mean to scare you. Something about Michael. Master Chef Junior and chocolate curls, I'm sure, would have been the next line. Mm. Master Chef Juniors. Man. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's the equivalent kids make to the brunch we had make. today in Cleveland? The like the equivalent. Like, so we well, all we all spent what thirty two dollars. Yeah. Yes. Okay. In Cleveland, if I were spending thirty two dollars, I would spend three more dollars. And there's this spot called Pier W, which on Sundays has an all-you-can-eat brunch buffet with, like, seafood, and it's, like, real high-scale, classy. It's 35 bucks, and it's, uh includes a mimosa or champagne and your breakfast. Do they uh, have donuts? They do not. They have, like, sweets and stuff, but no donuts. Mm, um, I think I'll take the Brooklyn one. Yeah. Last, well, they do have beignets, oh, which okay. are fancy donuts. Close enough, yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that, like, I like to go for brunch in Cleveland. Um... I, could have I like, like the casino brunch is dope. That's like $25 all you can eat. Does casino that, Does that brunch? come with yeah. $10 in vouchers or no? No. It comes with free parking if you stay long enough. Uh, um, they validate. Is yeah. What you're and then there's a couple spots that I, I, I like to eat. I like, thought cheap. validation is why you yeah, eat in the so. first no, place. Yeah. Validation is why I eat? In the first place. Yeah. <laughs> it's not nice. Okay. Like I tend to eat the same things. Pussy. Mark, like shrimp no, cocktail. Sorry. Clams Casino. Mm. Mostly fuck. Have those in the casino buffet? Clams Casino yeah. at the casino would probably just make you die. Well, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Mm-mm. It's like having uh, that's clever marketing though. Very would you, clever. Would you ever eat the seven layer Mexican dip at the strip club? No. no. I've heard strip club food is good. I don't go to strip clubs. It's in like, Portland, they have lots of good food that are in strip clubs mm. <laughs> you <laughs> like how he made, saved himself at the end of that yeah. sentence he's like uh, you know you got a lot of good food in Portland at the uh, yeah, 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 the naked the naked ladies then they dance on the poles and stuff the strip ladies those you know lovely ladies that take the clothes off for money mm. I, I couldn't speak to the food I thought the beers sucked at that place but it was not hard there were beers there. We just didn't drink any. Okay mm. that's you probably why see? I thought they sucked yeah it was fucking so light and airy it's okay. We had a little bit of everybody was getting angry at the people who wouldn't get up to leave. Yeah, at this place, like because you know we were standing outside waiting for an hour and a half. There's you know there's a, a hostess who's like getting everyone's name and like figuring out how to seat people. We had a group of five, which is a little bigger than a lot of things. Odd would be. number. Yeah, um, I gave her my blood type. You did give her your blood type. Uh, to seal the deal, and then but we kept we kept seeing through the window like people would be done eating, but they'd just be sitting there like chatting, chatting, which is 
you know. I guess what you Sunday, do on you got to do there's, yeah. there's a word. There's a word for what they were doing, and it's dawdling. Dawdling. They that was dawdling. correct. They were dawdling. And once we got inside, uh, we noticed the peril of people outside. So we were committed to as soon as we're done eating, we're leaving. Yeah, oh yeah, take guys. up the proletarian uh, struggle at that point and move resolutely yeah. through the day of food. But there was a group of gals next to us. They ate dessert like kind of a couple minutes after we got there and then they're just sitting around chatting yeah. and then we noticed the people outside like staring daggers at them uh so i wrote uh, so you decided to eavesdrop on their conversation yeah and they were just talking about a bunch of bullshit just a bunch of white people shit no, nothing real nothing yeah. real no real just, talk you know no, and uh, no so substance. i wrote a note to the people waiting outside like don't worry we hate them too <laughs> and i held it up to the window but they were all asian so we don't think they knew how to read it <laughs> what <laughs> You know, because I mean, Asians can't read. I strongly yeah. reject just, this uh, notion. We just thought they were tourists. Is what yeah. We were they were just coming in there because they heard about pies and thighs. Yeah. Because they didn't read it. They I was looked, told. They looked at that note many times and they didn't really make reference to uh, understanding. Okay, yeah, so you're saying all. they could have been foreigners and not read English. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, it's still the same thing. They can't read. Yeah. Uh, I. Well, it's the difference between not reading English and being illiterate. Yeah, that's very true. But if you can't read English, you are illiterate. Oh. This is America. No? Oh. Okay. No? Two, okay. two Americans? No, 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 no. That's real. That's no. real talk. That's, no. that's fair. That's Bring fair. It on. If you can read, you can read. <laughs> Another tautology from Blazer Ramon. Yeah, man. That's only, I'm only totalities in gray areas. That's all I am. I'm strictly 50 shades. Um, oh, I was Mike, told, I was we told. We're going to get through this entire mm, podcast without someone saying 50 shades of gray. I didn't. You did. Mm. Ah, dick. I was Shit. told Commodore in, where's That's Knitting Factory, Kenny? Right? Williamsburg. Commodore in Williamsburg, I was told it has real good chicken. They have very uh, good fried chicken. chicken. So yeah. I'm going to eat that shit later. Yeah. What? You're going to go more chicken after more you already chicken. had chicken today? You know why? Because when I eat chicken, I like to make sure as many of them die as possible. <laughs> <laughs> you should get the grenade launcher attachment. Yeah. Yeah. Maximum I spread. think it's funny that like people will eat like chicken wings by like a whole dozen or three dozen. It's like lots of little chickens died for this. Because you're envisioning all but, these wingless chickens. But it's only half as many as you think died. No, because it's, I order twice as many just so, just, just so, it, just so it balances out, you know. Does anybody remember how many dishes we ordered today? I ordered. Everybody had three. Everyone, I had, I had uh, chicken and waffles, uh, chicken biscuit with bacon, and then a side biscuit. Got to get that side biscuit. Sure start side your biscuit. Yeah, I'm, you know, I like to hold it down with my with my my. my uh, I got my main biscuit, but then I got my side. You got biscuit. my side biscuit. Yeah, yeah, she holds me down. <laughs> I just call that biscuit at one in the morning. Like, hey, I'm gonna come through and put some honey on you. Lenny Starchman, <laughs> by day, humble comedian by night, mm-hmm. biscuit purveyor. Purveyor by biscuits. I, uh, when I, this is going back to the strip club because I can't stop thinking about it, but I, I don't know if I've even told this before, but when I was first year in college, uh, me and a couple of friends went to Dayton, which is very sort of close to, uh, Cleveland. It's about three and a half hours. And they had like a, That's they not had that close, the, Jeremy. For yeah, the listener, I mean, for the listener, state. Ramon is holding his hands this far apart right now. 
And uh, we That's went to that far. <laughs> we went to one of the, the the places where you paid for the window to come up. You know, mm-hmm. ever said this? I don't think so. It's called You're the blinds a place. Peep show. But the, but then that was our first. That was my first like any strip club experience. I think. And so we went into this, and we didn't know any better, so we all jammed in one room, which you're not... No. It's not. It's frowned upon. So when the window came up, and this chubby, way past her prime, I guess, stripper came by, she was oh. pointing to the hole, and we were, I was like... I, we were drunk, obviously. We're, no, I'm not I'm not putting my dick in that hole. Like, why, why would I do that? Oh, there's a glory hole in there? Turns out it was for the money. Oh. <laughs> but drunk Jeremy... Was, was thinking like, other not, things, yeah. No glory holes for Jeremy. It was, sure a, it was a coin slot, but he was still trying to fit his dick <laughs> into yeah. it. I mean, he was drunk, but not that drunk. And it wasn't a hole, it was a slot. Yeah, that's what I mean, it was mm. a slot. Yeah. Yeah. So you're telling us a lot about your own... <laughs> this is a great, great the story. The of your penis. Yeah, great story, yeah. Jeremy. Yeah, at least I'm talking slot. about <laughs> he was arrested for breaking and entering, but he was not carrying any burglary tools. <laughs> <laughs> just kept putting his dick in the mail slot. Somehow it just worked. That guy died. There was a guy who was caught in England fucking a mailbox, and he just passed away recently. Look it up, people. Because he was stuck in the mailbox still? No, or no, because no, he died no, no, of old age? No, or what did he die of? It's, he was it's just unclear. stuck there for the last 15 years. Uh, it's un- it's a, unclear. A different jealous mailbox found out about it. <laughs> yeah. His tomb, his headstone is just a mailbox. <laughs> that sounds is the most plausible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's snowing outside. It is. At it's least we're not of, standing out there it's anymore. Been about that, six, that was the worst. Six part. inches. An hour of standing in the snow. So we're halfway to an album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like how the the hostess had pies and thighs was like generally concerned for your well being at yeah. first, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's fine. Like you're comfortable, right? And you're like, no. I'm not really that. Well, you know, here's what I think. Here's what I think happened. There was a group of people who went in. They came after us, and they went and stood inside. And then that big cluster of people left. And then I noticed those people who were in the door were gone. So what I think they did is they just walked into the back and sat down. Smart. And then that chick came out and like, oh, those people are still at that table. But I'm clearing this one out front for you. That's not a. That's what that's I a think happened. Good, yeah. Ooh. Prognosis of the situation. So that's why I poisoned her tip. Oh really? Yeah. God. Yeah. Arsenic on the on we the bills. We all touched mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. You're all gonna exhibit uh, sickness signs in the next few days and then die. Oh, days. That's yeah. Fine. I thought it was today. Like no. during the podcast. No, we no, have man, a couple days get, to yeah, like sew get, everything up to edit it. Right. I'm gonna. Yeah. I gotta get this edited. Yeah. Post. Post. <laughs> post, post, post the podcast post, post first. It before yeah. yeah you die. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I want to get it. these these new followers. But what about the parents? Like, should we call like family? Trying to get those new followers. No, man. Just the podcast. Okay. Okay. Done and done. Yeah. Any Fuck your requests? family, man. Make sure the podcast comes out. You you still you live in Cleveland still? I do live in Cleveland. That's uh, kind of awesome that you can dude, live and then sort of just travel around. He's comedy. like royalty in Cleveland. You heard right? It's like a two bedroom washer dryer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually uh, I had to move out of that place uh, and then I didn't into a s- palace. And uh, if that's what you want to call my dad's house, mm-hmm. uh, I moved back in with my dad. And then that's kind of why I, I don't have to pay rent anymore. So I just try I awesome. save money and just travel. So like I've been in New York. I got here February 3rd. I leave March 4th. Then I'll be in Chicago March 12th through 24th. And then back to Cleveland. And then I think I'll be back here a week or so in April. And then I'm planning on LA all of May. And then I'm trying. I might go- Look at all the things you can do when you don't have to pay fucking rent. Yeah. yeah it's it's amazing. You know. And uh, you know. It's not. It's not terrible. It's not great. You know, like you said, there's uh, there's less opportunities for things there. But I, it's it's a it's kind of a 
benefit to develop anonymously because you can also fail anonymously. Like here, there's I feel like there's a lot more pressure just on people who are just performing in general. Like there's a pressure to like, I need to tangibly make movement or progression in this thing I'm doing. And if you're not, you get very stressed and anxious and you feel like a loser and a failure. And oh, sure. New York City is the trash compactor of Star Wars. Yeah, it just crushes you down. And it's uh, I'm I'm not in a rush to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, you seem like you're making your own moves and doing shit on your own terms and like you come to new york and you're from cleveland and you you know get spots opening for canane and yeah Kirk. like i've and that's all come from just in, in cleveland i run a lot of my own shows they're called accidental comedy club and uh i run a lot of them so i've worked with canane i've worked with uh kurt braunohler i've worked with a lot of people so like when i come to new york like i actually like know a lot of these people are like we've done shows together we like each other i have their phone number like we hang out we talk and it's not, uh, I don't feel out of place, if that makes sense. But also, if I had moved from Cleveland two, three years ago, I wouldn't know any of those people. Right. You know, I wouldn't have worked with them. And in New York, you know, you do a show and you leave at, right after your set. So you don't get that same. So you, you put yourself on the double A team for a couple of years and worked yourself up. Yeah. You know, and I just, I do as much comedy as I can in Cleveland. Like last year, my New Year's resolution was to average a set a day. And you did better than that, I, as I recall. 432 is what I ended that's, at. You know what that's, that is? That's a good, that's, that's more than 1.1 a day. Yeah. So, you know, I did, <laughs> I did as much as I could. Math. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot of it was in Cleveland. and um, But it still counts. It does still count. And, uh, you know, when I come here, I, I feel like I do well. And uh, it's 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 good. It's, I, there is the benefit to, you know, being the, the guy in an area. And then, you know. How many Hispanic guys are there in Cleveland? Hispanic people or like? In general, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we'll narrow it down to comedians after that. Uh, I don't know. The, the the Hispanic community in Cleveland seems kind of weirdly hidden or small. I'd say maybe 15, 20%. It is the winter months, too. It is the winter months, so we scurry away. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you, you yeah, I don't know. It's, City it's interesting. It depends, on, it depends on the city. Like, my hometown, which is Lorain, Ohio, it's actually very much like New York. Like, the mix is, like, probably, like, 40% Hispanic, like 30% white, 20% the rest. How many are the, what do you call it, the stars that still have rent-controlled apartments? Um, not many of them, man. Not many. But it's weird because Cleveland's going through this weird, like, resurgence uh, as a city. Like, downtown, they're building all these, like, condos and apartment complexes, and people are, like, moving downtown in, like, droves. With names like the Driscoll and the Diebler. <laughs> Actually, like, <laughs> the, the Nine and, you like, Clean New But it's at, like, Nine. Oh, it's at, like, Nine Elm yeah. Street. It's New just, Cleveland. Yeah, New, New Cleveland. Yeah, there's just one, a bunch There's of one called the Cuyahoga. <laughs> there's probably there's probably ten housing projects, uh, new developments called the Cuyahoga. Yeah, and you can only live there if you're surly. You play you play games uh, with people's emotions. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I like coming to New York. Like I've had a lot of fun adventures every time I've come here. It's great. Like I met you guys. Two trips ago, I feel like I met you guys back in like June. Littlefield, no, Littlefield. I no, it wasn't oh, Littlefield. It was at um. It was at Dave Hill's radio show. Dave Hill's goddamn radio show. Yeah, that, that was, was fun. Fun. goddamn Dave Hill. Yeah, that was fun. I think it, it might have been last winter because I remember I had my scarf with me. Yeah, you did have that scarf. Yeah, it was tough to find a bro more chill than Dave Hill, but here we are. Yeah, man, I'm super chill. 
I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. Dave Hill's the man. Also love, from Cleveland. Yeah. Also from but he he didn't start comedy in Cleveland, he started comedy in New York. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was just like a writer for like a freelance writer for like the paper and like random things. And then he was in a dope band called Sons of Elvis. And, yeah. Did you think about doing music criticism or something like that? Doing criticism? Criticism of yeah. things? I mean, yeah. I'm, I feel like on stage as a comedian, I criticize a lot of things. You're, but, uh, that's a life critique. Yeah. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> um, Is it like a revelation? Yeah, you just realized, I mean, oh my God, of, Mike said something that made sense. I just, one of I just my, had a breakthrough. One of my favorite activities with like my friends growing up was just like busting each other's balls or like ripping on something. So like that is kind of a, I only do that when I'm comfortable with people or with, uh, or like as far as like busting people's balls that like, that I know, but like to make fun of a stranger, like I'll do that all the time. That's so which 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 one means more? Uh it means more when I'm making fun of like my friend who you care about. Who I care about cuz I'm making f- you know, I don't know. But what if a stranger's like, "Ah, you told me I look like the Chucky doll at a show one time." Yeah. That made that meant a lot. Like to I me. saw an old lady uh and like it's easy to describe like it looks like she just stares at the sun cuz her eyes are all squint. Like it's just like I don't know. You can just make fun of people easy. I'm learning. Yeah, man. You make fun of your niece. I do make fun of my niece. She got mad at me because uh, I made. I used to make jokes that call her fat because uh, <laughs> she, she kind of is. Uh, my old joke I used to do is she came home from school one day and she, she said that uh, some ugly girl tried to sit next to her at lunch, but she told her she wasn't allowed. I'm like, you can't like talk. You can't talk to people like that. Like she, you know, I'm like, you're on the top row concert recitals. Like you're big, you're fat. Like you can't talk to people like that. <laughs> the top row. Yeah, that's where I was, man. It was a terrible place. The top row. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it annoying when you have side size order in class and you have to walk through the lines? But yeah. Towards the end, they're just like, I ah, just throw all the fat and tall kids together. All it's almost. It's almost like plump. the big and tall store. Mm-hmm. Is separate from the rest of the line. Yeah, I remember one. I think it was like I was in like fourth or fifth grade. This big girl. You're gonna love the way you look. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> this big girl at a concert recital fell, like passed out, and fell on all the smaller kids in well, front of. I passed out at a, at a concert recital. But, but you were probably in the front row. I was in the front row. Also, I was on the ground. Yeah, in front of the stage, Indian style. I was standing up, and I was in an Easter Bunny outfit. Oh, and that's yeah. why no I passed, you out. passed out. Yeah, I was yeah, over- overheated. <laughs> There's yeah. no vents in there. No, but there were like four bunny costumes, and I got the gray bunny, so it was the hottest one. Mm. Damn. If only you could have got the slutty bunny. What? Oh, is that just like a head and some ears and a yeah. bikini? Yeah. yeah. No, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a Halloween costume. It's a little tail at the back. Just a little Peter Cottontail puff. I don't know the things that network TV tries to portray in shows. It's just silly. Why would you ever try to portray the Playboy Club on network television? Yeah, well, that needs to be like an HBO shit. Yeah, and do it properly. Yeah, Skinamax. Yeah, yeah, a lot of TV. A lot of TV. Want to see those weird, titties? Man. A lot of TV's real weird. Oh, sorry. Did I, sorry, did I go too far by saying that? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, dude, what's fun? I'm sorry. They're called wasn't, memories. Wasn't the dude who who uh, had captured those two girls in Cleveland? Three his, girls. Isn't his name yeah. Ramon? No, no. His name is... His, his name <laughs> he is, looks a lot like you. His name is Ariel Castro. Oh, Castro. Right. Yeah. Ariel Castro. Yeah, so Cleveland, like, yeah, oh. we had that dude. We had... Um, 
we had that dude. We had Anthony Saul, who was like a serial killer, and he was a black serial killer. He killed like nine, yeah. been killed and buried nine women behind his house, and like people thought it was the local like sausage place was the reason it smelled bad. Oh, and no. like, oh, we must not think much of sausage. <laughs> uh, and then like our police department just had like the Justice Department filed like a fifty nine page like lambasting of them for like a bunch of like uh ex- use of excessive force and shit they told them about 10 years ago that they didn't fix uh and they still haven't fixed it. and they still haven't fixed but and then overall the city's getting better yeah. don't let me uh being real keep you from like yeah. <laughs> hey come on downtown i just, I just <laughs> like to speak both sides of the of the thing because there's definitely like where's I do dahmer f- isn't dahmer from uh, yeah, he's from hinkley which is like a suburb it's probably like half hour outside of cleveland uh, that's far uh, away we don't, have to bring, yeah. we don't have to bring him in. For the now. listener, Ramon held his hands this far apart again. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Everything's about this far apart. Yeah, in, you're in, safe. In Cleveland. Um, but yeah, it's uh, there's definitely a tale of two Clevelands. Like, there's the, the side that's popular and mm. like, oh, yay. And then there's the side that's like, mm-hmm. uh, which if you couldn't, I, I pulled my collar when I'd made that noise. For the listeners. For the listeners. <laughs> he's popping his collar. Well, there's that street or neighborhood that has all those like massive old school like mansions that used to be uh, like, when it was all thrived out. Yeah, in Cleveland. And now there's like a lot of empty ones. I mm-hmm. have a friend that like lives in one. Yeah, it's I mean, you could live for what most people pay for their like East Village apartment. You can have like a huge like Rockefeller estate type yeah. of house. Mm-hmm. In Did you hear this, people? Move to Ohio. Move to Cleveland. Let's hang out. Work your work uh, on your comedy. Work, work your way comedy. up the chain. Work on anything. I feel like because Cle- for a long time Cleveland didn't have an industry because like it was for its strength for a while was like manufacturing. So it was like shipyards, steel yards, auto industry, and those all died since the seventies. Those have all slowly died, and so Cleveland kind of bottomed out in like the late eighties, and then the rest of the country went through the depression like the early two thousands. So in that time, there was just a really like just an entrepreneurial like hospitality industry that kept Cleveland afloat, and like now there's just a bunch of like small businesses that add up to like a big thing, like Voltron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all it's you know it's weird. Would you say there was a correlation between uh, Cleveland going down? Uh, in the late 80s and uh major league this is the biggest word you use today correlation yeah um it definitely (laughs) it put it put the downward spiral in the general public's like rolodex like because everyone who lived in cleveland knew that's what was happening but like but by god bob euchre when people around the when people around the country saw that bob euchre had to comment on these and just get drunk yeah that's (laughs) yeah but yeah it's interesting uh it's a, they've been filming a lot of movies in Cleveland. Like they filmed the last two Avengers there, some of Captain America 2 there. Huh. Uh, with uh, respect, that's because it, it costs a little less to build way less. Times and, Square in Cleveland and knock it down as yeah. opposed to in Times Square. And then also, like they for the first Avengers, they shut down like a major street, like 9th Street, which is like the main artery downtown. And you know what? For a Nobody month. noticed. For a really? month. Nobody noticed in Cleveland. They it also did not shut, affect they shut down whatsoever. A, they shut down a free part of the freeway for Captain America 2 for like two weeks. And and it's just like they can't cool with it. Well, they were complaining. Right people yeah. complained about it. But two it like, people called the news. Yeah. Two total people. But it's it's cool to see that type of stuff like starting to happen there. Um, but yeah, obviously, 
It's small. You'll get a Batman movie one of these days, one and then day. you'll know that you've made it. Because yeah. I know Pittsburgh had one. They did have one. So then when you get it, we get oh. one. One day. There's man. that rival again. No, yeah. I like Pittsburgh. I've been I haven't been in a couple years, but last time it was great. I mean ever- I think it's the same sort of thing as like Cleveland's doing Cincinnati's doing it too, is that the downtown is being revived. You guys you guys are getting way. at the Rust Belt is what you're getting. Yeah, at. Rust Belt. You get it, you're getting at the Rust Belt. Well, I know specifically in Cleveland it's because like five years ago, five, six years ago there was Forbes put out a its list of most miserable cities and Cleveland was number one. So there's a big backlash to that. That was a wake-up call for the the city. What was that YouTube... Uh, Cleveland, you Cleveland the, tourism. Yeah, video. Cleveland tourism. That's my buddy Mike Polk made that. Which, that was fun. Yeah, he just went downtown like, and just waved his camera around and sang a dumb we're song. We're not Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. We're not Detroit. And it's like blown up from there, like just to show you how big of a, a footprint Cleveland seems to have. Like that went super viral, and then he made like uh, it was in like Capitalism: A Love Story. It's been on Tosh Point oh, hmm. and then he also did a mock up, a mock version of it for the nba on tnt like when the Cavs were in the playoffs a couple years ago so it's just like it's weird how like just this dumb thing about cleveland like just just like blew up and because there's a lot of people from there you know it's that because they don't want to stay there yeah that's very true but like one of my favorite things is when i'll be out on the road and the you know people ask me what my intro is i'm like just in town from cleveland's fine like i'm a simple dude and then so when they're like your next comment's from cleveland there's always a couple like and like I, li- I live for those woos. Like those woos are what I like. I enjoy those. So I get a similar thing from Jersey. Yeah, same thing. I went to Jersey, New Brooklyn, Hard- Brooklyn and New York City. It's kind of like from New York City, everybody's excited. No, yeah. I went to I went to Jersey one of my first nights here this trip. I went to I did a show in like a crust punk house basement. In New Brunswick and, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the I learned that New Jersey is mostly just motels and Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> That's like all. We saw tw- we literally counted. We there were twenty Dunkin' Donuts on the on the way out yeah, there. On the way to yeah. this place. Well, you're by the Turnpike. Yeah, but still, there was like one. He's on- able to pinpoint your location. <laughs> yeah, just by based the total, on based on how many number. Dunkin' Donuts you found. Oh, you took the oh you took the twenty Dunkin' route. You were going past two sixteen. That was uh, easily. Yeah, it would have gotten caught up. Yeah. I can take you around the way that you can get a Wawa and a Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, uh, shit. We did hit a Wawa on the way out. You were Good. never hungry again. Nah, son. But it's like ordering with a robot. There's some sort of something amazing about just ordering it and not talking to anyone, and then yeah. they just hand you a sandwich. Yeah, it's great. Life is good. Well, that's a very anti-social thing. Too. Yeah, I was well, going to say, I mean, sounds like you've really embraced the whole William Gibson. <laughs> Every other restaurant I go to, you have to talk to people, but that's the one, it's not even a restaurant, but that's the one place where I just... Jeremy, let me tell you about a thing. place you'd like. It's called Japan. Prison. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Japan. It's called yeah. Japan. You also, can get the sushi off the conveyor belt and never talk to a human. Also jail. You, and jail. You yeah, like jail. Prison. Rikers. Oh, nobody likes Rikers. Who is nah. it? Rikers is having a problem. Yeah, what is that? I just read something. Uh, the food or the... <laughs> the food is bad. <laughs> don't eat the don't food. Don't eat the food at Rikers. <laughs> Thanks. Helpful hints for travelers. <laughs> Say that you're from Cleveland even when you're not. Avoid the food at Rikers Island if you're <laughs> traveling in the New York City area. Yeah, they they only have a one star on uh, Yelp. Rikers. <laughs> <laughs> there was something in my soup. That it was a like shank. A condom. It was a shank. Yeah. I was trying to get you out. The only time I ever I was ever in Cleveland was for the Warp Tour. Oh, nice! It was a 90s. while ago. We oh, yeah. Had that. yeah, yeah. Had the only time while. I was ever in Rikers was for the Warp Tour. <laughs> <laughs> Warp Tour Rikers edition. I went a little crazy during the Vandal set. <laughs> 
No, it was cool because it was down. It's probably know, right next door at Randall's Island too. Wasn't it was it? right. Fucking a. It was right in the middle of the city, and you get the buildings all around you, and you sit there and listen to No Effects and Green Day. Uh, uh, okay. Is that what you were there to see? No Effects and Green Day. Yeah. Uh, I think that I don't know who did it. I'm sure they were there, but No Effects was there every year. It seemed like. So, MXPX as well. So, uh, come over here. Uh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Danny, you do comedy and music. Yes. What environment do you think is necessary? Can both of them exist in the same performance space at the same time? Yeah, if Jeremy would show? let us smoke in the living room, but yeah. he won't. What an asshole. <laughs> what to be a real dickbag, Jeremy. Dickbag. It's um, funny you brought that up because the last episode we did a live podcast and Jounce played. That's true. But, but I, guess I think a podcast that's not comedy is still and, different. But yeah. I mean, like back in the day, they used to do... You know, they used to have a lot of stand-ups that open for bands and stuff. Yeah, like, I've been hanging out with Big J Ogerson, and he went on tour, like, opening for, like, uh... Stained? Stained, and, like, System of Down, and, like, fucking... Yeah. I mean, I like I like that. I like having a little bit of diversity in, in the performance. I just feel like in those, when it's, like, everyone's there for music, and you throw comedy up first, the comedy's not gonna be great. What's well, like, no, like it's, it's not gonna it's, settle, it's yeah. not gonna settle in properly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, let me, let me give you an idea. Of a, it's less of a warming up the crowd and right. more mm-hmm. of a just like, here's a novelty, it's a new, different yeah. thing. Like, you, everybody doesn't wanna just see some fucking opening band. Like, here's a comedian yeah. instead. It's like, when he started, he was opening up for Candlebox. <laughs> okay. Then he moved on to Nickelback. Okay. Now that's where he opens that, yeah. And now he cool. opens for Slipknot. I feel no, like I don't. Do I feel like it's kind of like we do stand-up shows when sometimes we do sketches mm-hmm. in the stand-up shows, and that's a whole different. Like people can't get their minds. Sometimes it takes them like a good yeah. three, four minutes to be like, oh, because you have I to see what your you're doing. your brain it's a different, like different crowd. Yeah, yeah with mu- like mindset. with music, you can just the song's over and you start clapping. Mm-hmm. And you can talk while it's happening. Right. With, with stand-up, it's more like. You're you have you have to pay attention for it to work, and then also it tends to be quicker. You get it every minute or so, and mm-hmm. a lot of times with like sketches, it's two three minutes of you absorbing information, Absolutely. and maybe little yeah. laughs, but then like a big payoff at the end right. or right. middle. We, we've yeah, never it's had a one setup. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, you're, you be... guys are obviously all just set up. Yeah, uh, we don't never have any. Yeah, there's <laughs> never <laughs> ever a punchline. <laughs> never any big laughs. Um, for the listener, Ramon's talking about Dan and Jeremy on this one. Yeah, Mike's obviously all punchlines. Pretty much punchline mm-hmm. central. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Comedy Central's offshoot. Yeah. Uh, Digi Channel that you just got on your. Do you do a lot of those though? Phone. Do you do a lot where there's a band involved and you're doing um, a set? I've I've done a couple. Like I got asked to host like a music show, so it was like ten bands, and they were like, "Just do your t- time up top, and then do in between while they're setting up." It was the worst. Uh. Like because like in the beginning it was just like the band, so like all the bands liked me, and then I brought the first band up, and then they played, and like more people were streaming, and as the show mm-hmm. went on. And then, like, every time the band would end, I'd go up, and they'd be setting up and tearing down behind me, and then everyone's talking, and no one's paying attention. So, I'm just, like, just resorted to just getting people to, like, whoop, or I'd make fun of people, like, close by, or whoever's making eye contact with me, like, I'd talk to. But, like, I couldn't do well, but I made rent money from that, you know? But you didn't Um, didn't feel like you could express yourself properly? No, well, I just felt like, uh, you know, you're saying a joke, and... You can't tell if anyone's listening. I've had I had people come up and tell me that, uh, sometimes after that, like, "Oh, I saw you at this music. You're you blocking really funny. the stage." And it's just like that's the worst. Like, you need to see yeah. me somewhere yeah. that it's not. Yeah. But the other day, I went uh, with my buddy Kenny, uh, and he was doing a show. Where was that? La Put. 
Oh, Le Poisson Rouge. Le Poisson That's Rouge. And it was like stand up and then uh, pole dancing and it would alternate. Well, that makes sense. So it was a weird, like the pole dancing is short enough and like intense enough where the audience was like, oh, this is a nice respite from having to think. Are there low ceilings in there? No, it was pretty high. Okay. It was pretty high ceilings. I mean, there was a, a, a big <laughs> 10 foot. 10 foot pole but yeah there would be like a comic would go up and do like 10 15 and then like one pole dance which is about less than five minutes and then they just staggered them like that so it wound up being a good you know mm -hmm. that mixed well and i've seen other shows where you talk about variety shows <laughs> variety shows yeah. where like you know like the knitting factory on sundays does a good job once a month they'll have like a musical guest in the back so it'll be like stand up stand up musical guest Chainsaw intermission, juggler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll kind of go through. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I found in general, it's hard to mesh them to where everything can be the best it can right. be. Yeah. Right. You know? I would agree with that. I think there's, I, I think it's, yeah, it's just different headspace. You know, yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to, to change people in mm -hmm. five or ten minutes and then be like, okay, here's your band now. This is what you wanted to yeah. see. Unless and you then go a lot to it as a variety show. Like, I think we do all right, but it's just, it's not music, so it doesn't, but I mean, if like we have a variety show format, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then people are like, oh, I expect anything. Yeah. You know, you I don't have it. like a specific. But you have to train the audience to right. know. Right. And that means that you have to do it a bunch and you have to get people to come mm -hmm. back. And, I know. think you can really set the tone by the aesthetic of your flyer. The flyer for the show is really going to let people know what they're in store for. It's yeah. Like a, a lot of people, a like lot of you have in store for them. A lot of people don't make good flyers though like because i I'm a, I'm a firm fan that like gig art and promote like posters and shit like that yeah like, me too they make I a big difference shit. they make an impact on like the way people receive the show the way their expectations mm -hmm. are if it looks kitschy and cool they're like oh this is gonna be a hip thing to be at but most people will just put like a generic you know like a pitch a fork, picture a pitch and fork like, that turns into a chandelier and then the three people are hanging off the chandelier yeah and, those are the and then like those are the comedians the name, ransom their, note their the names. ransom note is like yeah yeah, yeah. The, and the then but one. also they won't have like the venue address they'll just have like the name like it's just like mm -hmm. right they so don't many give you things all that, the things that you need yeah you know? and so it's like you're putting this thing out and it doesn't say where it is or what time or what right. you know it's just like yeah. It's, 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 it becomes cool, it becomes amateur hour. You yeah. So Ramon proud. is teaching a flyer workshop. I am at I the, actually at the Cuyahoga downtown at, Cleveland. At the learning yeah. annex, uh, followed by Michael Morona doing an advertising and marketing campaign. Yeah. Yeah, he does that shit too. That's what he does on the side when yeah, he's not uh, in a sweater my, vest. Yeah, I wore my V-neck sweater <laughs> just just to push this sale through. <laughs> Well, hi uh, Ramon. Gentlemen. Hey Ramon, I'd like to tell you about your table. It was <laughs> it was handcrafted in Bali. It was washed ashore after the house it was made in was wrecked in the typhoon. We reclaimed it and smuggled it into the U.S. piece by piece and painstakingly reassembled it here in Brooklyn to serve you a meal. On. <laughs> All right. Well, if that's the case, I'm just going to order to go. <laughs> I don't like what? Bollywood. Okay. Well, we're, huh. we're just the, if you if you want to just stand inside the curtain, we're going to put checks on these five people's tables and wonder <laughs> if they accept them or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, we cool. can't tell them to leave. So yeah, we can't tell them to leave, but we'll put the check there. And but then we, can take the money rack, back and we can rack. We can rack. We're gonna the give them the check, keep... and then you just go stand directly next to their table and go. <coughs> I suggested like, crop dusting. I think that would work. Crop dusting would have worked too, but it's kind of gross because then everyone would have had to smell it. But yeah. the fact that the, yeah, especially the Jeremy's parts, my the, god, the restaurant Good is Lord. on a corner, and there's open windows everywhere. 
You can see how shitty it is and how many people are waiting. I just how like, shitty it is outside. I should specify how shitty it is outside. outside. No, yes, inside people are enjoying yes. themselves. It's like freaking. Yeah, we the, walked in. Thin a Lizzie Christmas Carol and Big Star was playing. <laughs> television was playing. I mean, it had everything. Uh, the soundtrack that I wanted for my brunch, but outside was not cool. Outside was not where it was. And at, everybody man. could see that. So when you're out at brunch. And the weather's shitty. Have a care. A have a care for the people waiting. behind you online. Think about those people and outside hurry along your meal. Toes. Think about them. Quit dawdling. Get out the way, and continue your Sunday fun day adventure. Just exactly. You know, um, remember Ludacris. And so just do it. The rest of my day, I'm gonna go to the Knitting Factory. They do a great comedy show every Sunday. Uh, I'm gonna go watch that. A bunch of my friends are performing. Uh, and then I go back to Cleveland Wednesday. What about some? Uh, what about some other plugs there? What's your? Uh, uh, my, where can people my, find you? Uh, online, you can find me. My name on everything is Blazer Ramon uh, because I wear a lot of sport coats. Gotcha. Um, and uh, I, you know, I'm I'm all over. I come out to New York a lot. Um, I'll be in Chicago in a couple weeks uh, at Up Comedy Club, and then Laugh Factory, and uh, this place called Comedy Bar, and a bunch of indie shows around town. So by the time this comes out, you'll be there. Yeah, I'll probably be in yeah, Chicago. Yeah. In so if you're but listening from Chicago, so go see Blazer. Blazer Ramon. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for uh, for you know braving the snow and the frozen feet and. No, no worries, man. We spent a lot of time together today. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was good. It was I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad we got we hung out. Some of it is warmer than the other time that we spent together. Today. Yeah. No, it's all been it's all been great. Like I think it's cool. Like you know, we did that radio show a year ago, and we just like actually became friends. Be like friends. We, we're buddies. We like cuddled. We, I've, we come to you come to shows before. We, we, spoon. we smoked weed. We spo- I wanted to keep that. Mom, yeah. it never happens. No, yeah. my, my mother no. listens to this podcast. Yeah, well, I did. I did getting dug with high when I was in LA, oh, and I swear if my parents find it, they're going to be upset. Oh man, I wish my internet. parents. You my should parents not have mailed them the link. Weed. I didn't mean to mail them the link. It was. I was I was stoned and I sent the link. My uh my dad for my birthday just got me a bag of weed. Really? Yeah, we're we're at that point. <laughs> I, I thought he would like. I thought he would like give you a break on the rent for that. No, point. I mean I just don't pay rent. I think I'm supposed to, but I'm just like I'm not going. To. <laughs> do you cook? For, do, you, do you cook for him? Do you do anything? You do some um, chores. You do some chores around the house around or anything? House? Yeah. Nah. Take out the garbage. Do you nah. buy you buy bathroom all, tissue? All I, all I do you is put them on the guest follow, list. I follow my dream. You change the water and in the bong occasionally. My dad has this weird. I do change my bong water. My See? dad has this weird aspiration for me he wants me to get famous enough so he can be my driver not so that i'll take care of him just so he can be my driver and then it shows i'll point out women i want and he'll bring them to me after the show that's what my dad my dad's told me that 20 times over the past few years like he literally that's what he wants anyone who's a big wig in entertainment listening to this podcast please package deal package deal and the guy who the guy who did that for bill cosby like had a breakdown and confessed about yeah i mean i'm not trying to live that life i I told my dad i was like i can just go talk to him your dad (laughs) your dad can testify against you in court yeah but he's you know he's He's proud of what I'm doing, even though I'm living with him. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird to okay, to live man. that life. But yeah, hey. it's it's uh it's cool. It's cool to see like, because for a number for about two years, my parent my family was like, so when are you gonna like go back to school and like <laughs> get this get a job maybe like just go do it just finish your just get your degree that way you have it and then you'll have in case it doesn't and it's just like no I don't want a safety net I'm just gonna do this like this is what I like this is what I'm passionate about. 
It's also like they're saying, when you inevitably fail, we want you to have a college degree. It's not a lot of faith. Yeah, and it's just like, no, if I I fail, I'll fail on on my terms. terms. Yeah, fuck yeah, uh, man. And that's just not an option. I'm failing on my terms as yeah, we speak. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, it brings as, us to where you are today <laughs> in a basement in Park Slope, <laughs> recording a podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, man, Park Slope is nice. This but is a nice place. It's sure. nice, but it's a say. You know, you, you're paying to live here. Yeah, that's all you're saying. About. Yeah, I want that Cleveland money, son. Yeah, man, yeah. stretch that dollar. Well, Ramon, thanks so much for hanging out. No problem, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I love you. Oh, we love you, Ramon. I was just talking to Jeremy. We're be brun- uh, brunch. We're brunch oh brothers. <laughs> oh God! Let's, no. let's cut ourselves with the knife right now and be brunch brothers. So there you have it. As we wrap up this snowy adventure, we remember the lessons we've learned. I was the only member of the Clean Plate Club today. You can live like a king in Cleveland, and Ramon Rivas is better at New Year's resolutions than any of us. But most of all, remember that your fake TV brothers are here for you. And we'll always have your backs, adventure after adventure, year after year. The Adventures of Danny and Mike stars Danny Tamborelli and Michael C. Morona. The show is produced by Jeremy Balin and Marianne Ways. This podcast is part of the Feral Audio Podcasting Collective and can be found on their website at feralaudio.com. For more information on the guys, visit our website at dannyandmike.com. Also, look us up on Twitter, at Danny and Mike, with the and spelled out, and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the adventures of Danny and Mike. Thanks for listening. Feral Audio.